Scripture reading this morning will be read from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. It's a great privilege to be here today to speak and to worship with you. I would like to make mention of last Sunday night. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example. Last Sunday night, we had our young men who led in services, and I believe they did a wonderful job. And I know as far as for me, they are examples. They are something I can learn from, and I will grow as a Christian. And I would like to, to thank the young men for the wonderful job they did, and I would also like to point out that we've got many young ladies in this congregation that, that do a wonderful job as well. Uh, we have, I know some this morning were actually involved with helping teach a Bible class. And there are some that are involved with many other activities amongst inviting their friends and, and giving snacks to visitors or, or helping out in that capacity. And I am very thankful for our young ladies as well. It is a joy to be together. I'm thankful for all the visitors from week to week. We do have, we have many visitors and we are very thankful. But especially next week, we have the Friends and Family Day we would encourage everyone to, to invite someone, whether you're visiting yourself or, or a longtime member here, we'd ask that you invite someone, come and enjoy our time together as we worship God. Today, the subject that I have chosen to look at is the Christian soldier. In Ephesians chapter 6, we see a picture of a Christian soldier. Paul, many times as he wrote, he spoke of the life as a Christian and compared it to that of being a soldier for God. My brother just recently enlisted in the army. I'm very proud of him. I know we have many members here at this congregation uh, that have served or are serving presently in the armed forces. And I am very thankful for you. It is a blessing to be able to worship with you. As we look at the life of a Christian, we'll notice that there are many ways in which it's intertwined with that of a soldier. There are many things that are very similar that we'll notice. What does it mean to us to be a Christian soldier? What does it mean to me to live that life? First, as we get into this, we'll be looking at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20, and we'll notice about this Christian soldier. First off, the Christian soldier must be prepared. Every soldier must prepare for the battle. If you aren't prepared, you're bound to lose. The one that fails to prepare, prepares to fail. The strength each Christian has, we will notice, is in the Lord. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God 
that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. He says, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Where does that strength come from? It's not from me. No matter how much I go to the gym and no matter how much exercise I get and build this body up, that strength that I have is not the strength we're looking for. It says, be strong in the Lord. Put your strength in him. To be prepared as a Christian, we need to have our strength in the right spot. We need to put our strength in the Lord. Therefore, we must be clothed with the armor that the Lord had planned. The battle, we'll notice, in verse 12 is, is not the normal battle that, that we think of when we think of a military. Matter of fact, throughout, throughout the history of Christ, people were confused at the kingdom. They were confused at the battle that he was leading. Because this battle isn't against flesh and blood, but it's against the spiritual wickedness, the darkness, the wrongdoing. Evil is the fight which we are up against. Let's make sure we're fighting the right battle. We're not worried about, worried about these matters of physical, but rather we're worried about the spiritual. The nature of it is that of our home in heaven, which is the reward. To properly, to properly be prepared, we must have on the right armor. Look at verse 14 and following. It says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the devil of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation which is the and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God we have many things here that are spoken of first it says have your loins girt about with truth now as we tie this together truth is what's going to protect the loin section what does it say in John chapter 17 17 it says sanctify them through thy truth and then he points back what is the truth it says thy word is truth. So if you notice first off, the first thing mentioned, your loins. In order to be, to be protected, it goes back to the word of God. It goes back to the truth. Also in John 8, 32, it says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That truth is the very thing that's going to set you free. It's the very thing that you need in order to excel in this battle, in order to stand prepared. Following that, it says, have on the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness in itself, we understand that it carries the idea of right doing. It carries the idea of following a, a set of commands. In Luke chapter 1, verse 6, Zachariah and Elizabeth were counted as righteous. Here, it, it's talking about them and says, they were both righteous before God. And then notice what it characterizes with righteousness. It says they were both righteous before God, having done the commandments, having followed the commandments that they were given, the commandments, commandments and ordinances of the Lord. They did what was right. So what does that righteousness tie back to? It ties back to the word of God. It ties back 
to getting into the book. It says shod with the gospel of peace. The gospel. What we teach today. Romans chapter 10 verse 15, talks, it's talking about the, the preachers going out and going into the world and teaching. What does it say that they're supposed to teach? The gospel of peace. How are people going to be saved lest they hear that gospel of peace? We need the gospel. Once again, the gospel is what protects us. It says, put on the helmet of salvation. Salvation, that, that goal that's in mind, that, that goal that we have set forth that we're, we're aiming towards. John chapter 12, verse 48 says, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. Then Jesus goes on to say, The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Salvation. We're talking about that last day. We're talking about being saved. The word that Jesus has spoken, that's the judge. That's the, that's the dividing line of your salvation. Once again, it's tied back in to the word of God. And then finally, the last, last one it says, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I skipped the shield of faith. You've got the shield of faith, Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That faith is linked to the word of God. It all goes back to what God said. Finally, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I encourage you as a soldier for the Lord, what do we need? Talk about the soldier of the Lord. Now let's take this away. Without this, what did the soldier actually have? He doesn't have the shield of faith because the shield of faith came by hearing this word. He's not counted for righteousness because he didn't follow this word. If you look back at the soldier of the Lord, it's all tied back to God's word. Maybe, that, maybe that's the reason why in 2 Timothy 2.15 it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Maybe we should put a soldier that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It all makes sense. If it goes back to the book, that was the intention God had set forth. The plan from the beginning was follow what God said. Even today, we still must follow that book just as the Lord had planned. The soldier must first be prepared, but he must also be prayerful. Be earnest in his prayer. Look at verse 18. It says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Prayer is a way of life for the Christian. It's a part of us. It's something we do. But it's not only something we do. It's something we live. People know us because we live that Christian life. Praying always. It's not, it's not a, a said and done, wake up in the morning and I'm done for the day. I've, I've done my time. There's no set, set time limit as far as where God said, get together now and, and pray or come together and do it then. But rather he says praying always. Let it be a part of you. Part of what you do. It's, it's just known. If you have any problems, cast your cares upon him for he careth for you. Look at Philippians 4 verse 6. It says, be careful for nothing 
but in everything let your prayer and supplication be known let your request be made known unto God cast it upon him he asks us to you're not bothering him that free hotline that hotline that never expires you never run out of text messages you can always send them to God you never run out of cell phone minutes God's always there his hotline is always open also, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. What a, what a simple verse. Pray without ceasing. Make it a part of who you are. The soldier of the Lord is a prayerful person. And that's what Paul was pointing out to them here. Notice also, the soldier of the Lord is partnered. Now, what's this partnership? This partnership is just not one person with one other person, but rather we're partnered with the church. We're partnered with the kingdom, with those who are saved. It's a partnership together because we're working towards a goal. Verses 18 through 20, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And then Paul says, And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds, for which that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Paul, an inspired apostle, one that if you look back through his life, you see a great worker for the Lord. He was out, he was telling others, he was encouraging, he was proclaiming the, God, the word of God. Paul says, don't forget about me. Pray for me also. I need the prayers of my partners. I need the prayers of the church there in Ephesus. We also are partnered together. This, this Christian life that we live, we've got a whole group of friends on our side. It actually goes, it's beyond friends. This is, this is family. This is family because we're family of God. We being the children of God are working towards that same goal, that home in heaven with our Father. The partnership that we have is something that you don't find anywhere else. The partnership that we have with Christian is a greater relationship than anything anything we can find in this world. As a, as a preacher's kid, I've been to, to many congregations throughout, throughout the nation and, and across the world. But there's one thing you always find with your family. With your family of God, no matter where you go, you find those people that are on your side. Whether you've known them for an hour or just a few minutes, you know you've got one goal that's in mind. You've got that home in heaven that you're pushing towards. The family here, I believe, is very, very close. I know we all are encouraged to be together. Next week we have this fellowship meal for the Family and Friends Day. We're going to have time together where we get to just enjoy one another's company. Through that... We will grow as Christians because of the fellowship together. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 starts out, For we are laborers together. 
We work together. We're pushing towards a goal, but we've got one another's back. Now notice also the word persevering. He said, but persevere with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. This word by itself implies that it's not necessarily going to be easy. This implies that there's going to be troubles. You've got to stand your ground. We're going towards a goal, but it's going to be a rough path. It's going to be a rough path. We talk about for straight is the gate, narrow is the way. That straight, if you, if you look up the meaning of the word straight there, it's, it doesn't mean it's just a straight, easy shot, but rather it's a difficult way. It's a way that we're going to have to work in order to reach that goal. That's something that we can work towards. The soldiers of the Lord must be partnered. Partnered together if we want to endure, if we want to complete the path that God has set. Finally, the soldier of the Lord must be progressing. It's not, it's not an easy life, but it is the best life. But this life that we live, we've got to be going forwards. You talk about one that's not growing. They're dying. You talk about one that's not getting stronger, he's getting weaker. If we're not progressing, we're falling back. We must progress forwards. Now as we look at this soldier, we see the, see the attire. We can understand the, the armor that he wears. Now picture that soldier running. From the backside, how much protection does he really have? How often do you see a soldier run away and fight with a sword? At that point at which they turn and flee, they're done. What was the point of having partners? Because we can progress together. We can go forwards towards our goal. As Christians, there's more than one of us. We've got each other's backs. I remember as a young boy, my brother and I, if it was ever a, a scary time, if you went back to back, you knew I could see this way and he could see this way. And we could cover everything. No one was going to sneak up behind us because we could see in all directions. As Christians, we're partnered together. We're back to back. There isn't any room for Satan to sneak up behind you because we're all together. Let us be progressing forwards. Notice that the soldier was protected very well on the front side. On the back side, he doesn't have the chance that he has if he's going forward. The soldier is not prepared to run, but rather he must persevere. He must stand strong as he goes forward. Now notice, notice finally what, what Paul prayed for, or he asked them to pray for. He said, pray that I may speak boldly. That's going forth. He's progressing. He's not trying to stay where he was. He's not trying to say, well, I'm a Christian. I've done what was right. 
and I'm going to rest and take my ease. He had the easy life at that point, but no, what's he doing? He's going forward. He's going forward to that goal. And he's proclaiming the word to all. In a sense, every person here should be a preacher just as him. Proclaiming the word. A proclaimer of the word. There's a whole world to hear. There's a whole world to tell the good news to. Next week we have the special Friends Day. Let's proclaim the word. Let's encourage our friends to come and to hear the word. In Luke chapter 9 verse 62, as Jesus is speaking to him, to the people there, he says, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is worthy of the kingdom of heaven. Go forward. Set your eyes on the mark and don't look back. Let's go forward to that goal, that home in heaven, which we will receive if we're doing what God commanded. If we're reaching forth, we're going towards our goal, we will achieve that home in heaven. The life of a Christian is similar to that of a soldier. Now the question is, are we prepared? We notice when we look at the armor, it all comes back to this. It comes back to whether or not that we use the word of God. Remember when Jesus was tempted, all three times he said, it is written, it is written. Your protection is right here. It comes down to whether we study it, whether we make it a part of our life. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 begins, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Don't seek today and quit tomorrow. Don't be a different person today than you're going to be tomorrow, but seek first, continually seek first the kingdom of heaven. Are we prepared? Well, it comes down to us. It comes down to what we have done. As people of God, let's be Christian soldiers. Let's be fighting and let's be proclaiming that good news. The question that we have today is, have we enlisted? Have we chosen to be a soldier for the Lord? Have we chosen to do what he said? It's really simple. He gave us, he gave us the commands throughout the scriptures of what we're to do if we want to be right in his sight. In John 14, 15, he said, If you love me, keep my commandments. Those commands are what we're judged by. Those commands are how we're saved. And those commands will get us to the home in heaven. If we will only follow after them, the question is, have we enlisted in God's army? It's one thing to fight for your country, and that is a great thing. I am thankful to every, every person that has done that. But there isn't a person 
that shouldn't enlist in the Lord's army. There isn't a soul that should take a chance on their salvation because they didn't put God first. Have we enlisted in that army? Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 it says, For you have been baptized into Christ. Are we willing to do what it says to be a part of that body? Have we heard the word of the Lord? Romans 10, 17 said, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Remember that faith was tied back to our armor. That faith is tied back to the word of God. Are we going to put our faith in the Lord? Are we going to put him first in our life? If we want to be in that army, we will. If we want to be the Christian soldier that we ought to be, we're going to put our faith in him. Luke 13, verse 3 says, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. There's a change of their ways in the life of the person that wants to be a Christian. The one that wants to change their life, there's repentance. So what is it to repent? It's a change of heart and a change of action. It takes both. Are they willing to repent of their sins? Put God first. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, are we willing to confess? Will we confess Jesus as our Lord? Put him first in our life and live for him. And finally, in Mark 16, verse 16, it said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Are we willing to do what God said? It's a simple plan and it's, it's very easy to do. As soon as, as soon as we start to sing a song here in just a few minutes, all you got to do is let go of that pew. Let go of that pew and walk to the front and we're here for you. We will do anything we can to help. There was once a draft into the army that we know as the U.S. Army. Some, some nations even require that every young male be a member of that army. But this army of the Lord, this one we're talking about today, I promise you there will never be a draft. There will never be a, a forced entry into it. This is the choice that comes down to you. This is the choice that we have to make for ourselves. If you haven't been baptized, the time to enlist is today. We don't have a sign on the dotted line, but when you're baptized, you signed on the dotted line. You chose to put God first, and from that point forward, you need to live for him. You must live for him. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, it says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. Are you being all that you can be? Are you the Christian soldier that you need to be? If you haven't enlisted in the army, if you haven't been baptized for the remission of your sins and added to the church which Christ died for, the time is now. We encourage you, if you have any need, if you would like to be baptized for the remission of your sins, please come now as we stand and sing.